Welcome to Make Money Count, the podcast by Connect. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Yeah, there's been a lot of changes in the market recently since we've last met. And uh, what's the biggest thing that we're worried about? I mean, rates. Inflation. Inflation, yeah. So Inflation. Inflation. It's right here. Today is going to be a little more high end, I think, because... uh, our producer Matt actually put together mm-hmm. like some cool slides. Yes, that, yeah, which I think are going to be really helpful. And we got a new lighting. We got a new lighting going on, which I do like. And the tea is hot, hot, hot. Well, shall we get into it? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. I guess the first question is, um, you know, I guess I guess a couple things just so that everybody understands. So, what causes inflation, and 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 you know, where do you see this going? So there's there's de- different measures of inflation. Okay. Uh, the one that the Bank of Canada and the central banks around the world most commonly track is CPI, core price index. Uh, it's like the inflation or the increase in price of a basket of goods. Um, the situation right now in Canada parallels what's happening pretty much all over the world, uh, save for the fact that Canada and most of the G7 countries have have pumped a lot of capital into the system. Right. Developing nations just typically don't have the ability to do that. Um, So we saw it in the States. You see like, you know, $1.9 million uh, spending bill that just got introduced. We see it in Canada where um, I think we spent uh, like $380 billion uh, so far on... um, stabilizing the economy. Mm-hmm. So the idea is, is that all of that money that's being, um, it's being printed is going into the economy right now. Um, it is bolstering people's savings in Canada for the most part. We're seeing a lot of pent up demand. Um, it is, uh, it, it is eventually going to hit the economy and what, what we've seen already, which is alarming, is uh, a week ago, we saw uh, the CPI numbers for February, uh, the month prior, we saw January. And we saw inflation of 1% in January, and we saw 1.1% in February. So we're seeing inflation come into the market at a time when we were supposed to be under a lockdown. Right. It It, it tells you that there's going to be spending. Spending is coming. It's very muted right now because of people's inability to go out and spend on restaurants and uh, hotels, travel, all these types of things. Um, but it's coming. It, it, um, we can no longer uh, assume that it, it, it won't be there. Um, what that means for Canadians is uh, if you've got a, a mortgage right now and you're like most of the customers we're speaking to, they've got a mortgage and they've had it for a little while and they know that they should probably evaluate what their options are. Mm -hmm. The sooner they look at that to opt towards a fixed rate product, the better a fixed rate they're going to get. It doesn't mean that if you're in a variable rate, variable rates are going to increase because the bank of Canada has telegraphed to us that interest rates, as far as they're concerned, the overnight rate, that mm-hmm. results in our prime rate is going to stay the same likely until 2023. 
So if you're in a variable rate mortgage, there's no cause for alarm, you know, but just understand that as the inflationary pressures creep into the market, and we're already seeing that to some extent, interest rates are going to move and they're going to move faster than you'd like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, especially if what we anticipate uh, is a greater inflation than perhaps what the Bank of Canada might be accounting for right now. And I think we're starting to see that. So la this week, we saw the Bank of Canada governor come out and say that they're going to start scaling back their asset purchases, their bond purchases, sooner than anticipated. So whenever you start seeing comments like that in a Bank of Canada report, or uh, whenever they make a statement like that, they don't want to alarm the market, but they are saying that maybe things are getting better faster. Read, inflation's coming into the market faster. You could probably go crazy watching it on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So watching, you know, bond yields tick up or down, and it will not be a straight line up. But I, I think, uh, and we said this once before on a podcast a couple months ago, when uh, we should call that up, but like, I think bond yields, Matt, were uh, like at 50 basis points on the five year. And right. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're well over a point now, right? Like we're a two over two now on the five year government of Canada bond yield. No way. We got the, we got to come in here. So pull it up, pull it up. Uh, <clears throat> but what I'm, uh, what I think we need to be aware of. That's not the five year. Yeah. 1%. So we were at a half a point. We're at 1%. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, so we, we just increased 50 basis points. That is a direct hit to what you're going to pay on a five-year fixed rate mortgage. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we were to sit down again in six months, you'd see another 50 basis points on there. Right. So it's not like you're running out of time to lock into a five-year fixed rate mortgage, right? You could have saved 50 basis points if you locked in a little while ago. But if you were in a variable rate mortgage, you enjoyed the savings of that variable rate mortgage over that period of time anyways. Yeah. So the purposes of our discussion today is really you know, what direction do you go in? Do you take a 10 year fixed or do you take a five year variable? Right. I mean, I guess a big question that everyone wants to know and, and, you know, I myself, I'm curious to hear about what you have to say about it's it. It's a question. It's a question. Yeah. It's a question. What do you think? And obviously they're based on different things, but what do you think the, the spread between the variable and the fixed is telling you right now? There is no spread. Like the variable and the fixed are pretty much the same. They cre creeped up a little bit. The fixed rate? So like for a refinance, five-year fixed right now is like 2%, say, right? The five-year variable that we can get is like 1.3. Right. And six months ago, they were both 1.3. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's telling you, it's telegraphing to you that that spread that we just looked at right. between the 50 basis points from six months ago and the one point on the five-year government of Canada yield mm -hmm. is creeping into the market. Right. And it's telling you that those fixed rates, there's significant pressure on them. Right. And you have to understand too, right? Like the same way, um, the same factors that influence your decision as a consumer to take that fixed rate this, those same factors influence those pricing, the pricing of that rate. It's like a supply and demand thing, right? Mm -hmm. So 
the more you start wondering about inflation and thinking like, geez, like I really want to go out and spend some money when restaurants are open. I want to go eat out every night. Uh, once I can get on a flight, I'm going to be on one. Like all those things that you're starting to think, the market's starting to think and account for them too. My commentary here is just that I don't think there it's accounting for it as much as it should for Canada. So I think that that spread is probably still tighter than where it should be. Right. I think five-year fixed rates are going to go up. I think they're going to go up faster than people think it's good. they're going to go up. But I also think that like if if you don't do anything and you sit in a variable rate, you're not going to necessarily lose out because those the overnight rate and the prime rate won't change. Right. So I think that the decision as to whether or not you're going to go 10-year fixed or five-year variable mm -hmm. is also predicated upon the timeline you have, your time horizon to be in that property. Because as we know, the penalty to break a five-year fixed, let alone a 10-year fixed, is yeah. rather onerous. Yeah, yeah, Right? Like you're going to have to pay some money. Whereas a variable, you're paying three months worth of interest. Yeah. So the spread is telling you, um, for sure the spread is telling you, hey, alert, alert, alert. If you want a five-year fixed, they're going to get more expensive. And that's not to yeah. say that, like, you know, <clears throat> we may see a correction in the stock market in the States, um, which would um, drop our five-year fixed rates. Right. Um, we could see some, uh, which I doubt, but, like, there'll probably be some type of policy uh, brought in in the, you know, medium-term, short-to-medium-term from the government. Um, maybe some type of tax policy mm -hmm. um, to slow down the housing market, like maybe some type of capital gains tax. Unfortunately, nobody wants to hear it, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got to pay off the $380 billion of, um, of expenses we just incurred to keep the economy going. So we could see some type of tax brought in to slow the housing market down and slowing the housing market down, which is like a big piece of the Canadian economy right now, could also have an effect on those rates. Of so course, it, yeah. it might not just shoot up right to the moon, but there is a significant risk, mm -hmm. especially when you've got five-year fixed rates right now below 2%. Uh, like the insured five-year fixed rate is what? The insured five-year fixed like rate? Like 1.49 or 1.5, some crazy. It's crazy. It's a little bit higher than that Whatever. now, but yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. The rates are crazy right now. They're yeah. still crazy. They're still really low. So I think that if you're, if your idea is to be in a property for an extended period of time, you should look at an extended term on your mortgage and lock mm -hmm. in a rate, uh, especially if you have multiple properties, mm -hmm. right? So there's some real planning that should take place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were talking about the 10-year fixed yesterday and, and it's like, you know, in the mid to high twos, right? So crazy. It's insane. Yeah, so Marcus, why don't you tell us a little bit about how to save money in the next two weeks? This was in our newsletter. Everyone's going to get it. If you haven't gotten it yet, you're going to get it soon. So Right. Okay. So um, there's kind of three, what I think, anytime you're going to do a mortgage, regardless of whether or not inflation's creeping into the economy or not, there's, there's three kind of components to what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Number one, address the elephant in the room, right? which is what we deal with on a daily basis, right? Yeah. I don't even want, like I have one of my mortgages right now that's in a variable rate. I don't want to bother. Like, it's a pain. I'm going to call CIBC. I got to, you know what I mean? I've got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Address the elephant in the room. What we're doing at Connect with the automation and with now having two, an underwriter and an account manager assigned to everyone's 
every individual's deal. Mm-hmm. What we've seen already is that the period of time it takes us to underwrite and close a deal has shrunk. Like, yeah, you know, almost like on average, I think we're closer to two weeks now for deals. Yeah, hundred percent. So. I think that the consumer will find that with what we've invested in the technology, we can really speed up how we're processing these loans. And we use a lot of automation, document collection automation. So the elephant in the room is it's really hard to get a mortgage done. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about how we're making it easier. Absolutely. Uh, the second thing is figure out what influencers you have on the mortgage rate you're going to have, you're going to take, right? Like how risk averse are you? How long are you going to be in your house? How much money do you make? How consistent is that money? Like those mm-hmm. pieces will help you to decide what the product you should take are. Right. And, and name also like, what's the economy doing? Right? right. Which is what we're talking about. And then the final piece is let's figure out what the best rate is. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on your analysis of your situation. So let's run through it. Okay. So these are what we kind of, the top three elephants. Um, elephants that are in the room. Number one, you dread what the penalty to break your mortgage is going to be. Uh, like everybody, this is not, you know, this is not just one person. This is every yeah, single person the... that we speak to is saying the same thing. What I can tell you is that a lot of times all we're doing is renewing a mortgage with someone's existing lender. Right. So your lender wants you to stay with them for the most part. And by simply having a broker like connect, contact your lender and say, Hey, we've got other options for your borrower. We are, we're going to move them unless we can reduce the interest rate on this product. You can do what's called a blend and extend with a lot of lenders and you can just reduce your existing rate, stay with your lender, not collect paperwork and enjoy all the trappings of a new five-year fixed rate or variable rate. Mm -hmm. It's totally doable. If your lender plays hardball, you can also break your mortgage and go somewhere else. Right. You can, and that is like, to be clear, like all of this is based on numbers. So if you can save money, then you break your mortgage. If you can't save your money, you don't break your mortgage. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, uh, if the penalty is too high, because some lenders have really crazy policies, uh, if the penalty is too high, we simply put you on a calendar and we remind you 120 days before your mortgage matures and we move you into a new mortgage then. Yeah, exactly. And at least we have all the products available at that time ready for you. Um, And then finally, there's a lot of ways to reduce penalties. Right. I love the example of, uh, you know, you, when you're breaking your mortgage, you go to the person that you are taking the business from and you say, how much should I pay you to move the business away from you? Right. The first answer is going to be wrong. Yeah. yeah, They're going to want to charge you as much as they can possibly get away with. And in nine, nine out of 10 cases, we're able to significantly reduce the penalties that our borrowers are paying. I think mm-hmm. that's really important. So you're going to get a penalty. That penalty is going to be scary probably. Uh, it's going to be lower than what you anticipate. We're going to be able to save you money. And if we are, then we're going to do a deal. If we're not, then we're going to wait. Yeah, so that's one elephant that, you know, 
embrace your mortgage penalty. Mm -hmm. Understand mm -hmm. that there's a reason why the Canadian banks are as strong and powerful as they are. It's because they charge us fees. Something I've been also going over with my clients too is like, <clears throat> you know, in a market that we're in right now where rates are rising, a lot of my clients have a hefty penalty today. You know, we can hold a commitment for 120 days. We can break their mortgage in four months. What do we think rates are going to be like in four months, right? So, you know, right. the, the slimmer point. the spread between what they have and what's being offered, the lower the penalty, right? right. It costs so. nothing to lock in a rate right now. Exactly. Exactly. Right? We work for free. We get yeah. paid by the lender. So you want an interest rate, let us lock one in for you. You don't want to do something with it. Don't do anything with it. Yeah. Keep it. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, okay. What about collecting paperwork gives you anxiety? What can you say about that? I mean, there is a lot of stuff that goes into to 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 getting a mortgage, right? But but we have a software that can help you out, um, and for the most part, we get most of these documents for you, right? Especially if the people who are self-employed, they think, oh, I got to run around, I got to collect this, this, and that. We have systems that pull your T4s, your notice of assessments from the CRA. We, you know, have good relationships with a lot of the people that we work with and we, ha we know their accountants, stuff like that. So we can pull most of this information yeah. for you, right? I think it's like, we're at the point right now where we could do a mortgage with the borrower just sending out a few emails and saying like, hey, this is my broker, mm -hmm. send him the stuff he needs. <clears throat> yeah. HR, accountant, and then banks, like the other stuff we can pull in an automation, right? Bank statements, tax returns. A lot of this stuff is all automated now. Yep. So that's, that's where this two week time period comes from. Like we're closing most of our deals within a two week period. So, yeah. okay. And the final point, um, shopping for the lowest rate sucks. It does, right? Like yeah. shopping for anything like, like, uh, like a flight or, you know, a, a nice brand new dress shirt, uh, is a pain. And, yeah. uh, what we want you to know is that number one, the people here at connect, we don't make more money based on the rate that you get. Mm -hmm. um, we're all on salary. So we're just, we're making our salary. And our job is to make sure that you're getting the absolute lowest rate on the market. And we'll guarantee it. Yeah. So if you get a better rate somewhere else, we're going to match it and we're going to pay you. Mm -hmm. So um, just know that like, you know, do uh, probably just know that we're going to get you the best rate isn't enough. Shop around a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like l before you decide who you're going to work with, Look online, figure out what the rates are. You'll see, like Connect is always, if not the lowest, equal to the lowest rate. Ah. Um, like we might be matched occasionally, that happens. Mm -hmm. um, but our like, understand that if we're not the lowest rate, call us and let us know. We want to know that and we'll adjust. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, but yeah, so I mean, if these are the three anxiety points and then what's better is like, if you have a comment and if you're like, no, wait, my biggest anxiety point is I can't handle how many times Justin calls me or I'm worried because I have to sign with somebody, which you don't. You can just docu-sign it. Um, maybe write us or yeah, let put us it in know. the comments or I don't know, Matt, how does like what's the what's the, what are all the kids doing these days? Like what's the what's, yeah, what's the interactive the cool thing way? To do? Right in the comments, Matt says. Okay, Producer so right, Matt right, says in right, in right in the comments. Right in the comments. Right in the comments. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the interest rate. Okay. Uh, a couple factors that that come into play when you're when you're choosing your interest rate. We have three here. Again, if you if you have more, then we'd love to hear from you. But but uh, let's start from the top. So, time. How long do you keep plan on keeping your mortgage? Huge, so, huge point, right? Yeah, obviously, yeah. Absolutely. So the, the amount of time, if you're going to keep your mortgage for the next two or three years, 
variable. Yeah, stay variable. Yeah. Um, four years maybe mm-hmm. variable. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Like, even if you're going to keep your mortgage for five years, mm-hmm. I don't know if you stay variable. Because think about it, right? The variable rate is unlikely to change for two years. Right. So you'd be stuck at 1.3 mm-hmm. instead of locking in at two or yeah, whatever, yeah. one nine, whatever. You're going to save that 60 basis points, 70 basis points for a 24 month term. And then even if interest rates do increase, you might still be okay. Like you might be just in, like net even mm-hmm. and you won't be subjected to the penalty to break a fixed rate product. Mm-hmm. If you were going to be in that home for longer than five years, I think it is time to start pulling out the 10 year. Okay. Uh, I honestly, like when I saw that it was like a little more than two and a half percent for a 10 year product. It's crazy. I think that the value of that 10 year product five years from today, Mm -hmm. when you will have a basically a five year fixed rate mortgage five years from today at two and a half percent. Yeah. Uh, there'll be, I think there'll be a lot of value in that. Oh yeah. hundred percent. You also think about it like this, right? Typically mortgage rates are one and a half percent above bond yields. Mm-hmm. Right now, bond yields are at hundred basis points. Mortgage rates are at 2% for a five-year fixed. Right. So you're still getting a bit of a discount. Understand that there's some pressure on those rates. Those mm-hmm. are going to go up. So if you can get a two and a half and we just saw bonds go up 50 basis points in six months. They go up another one point and we're sitting at 2% on the government of Canada five-year, which is not likely to happen immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like in the money on that product. You probably would be able to get a GIC for significantly more than what you're paying on your mortgage. Yeah. Okay. Number two, risk appetite. How much are you willing to risk to save money with a variable rate mortgage? Yeah. I mean, like uh, we kind of touched on that, right? Like, uh, you're going to save money with a variable rate mortgage, right? Like it's rather enticing mm-hmm. the idea of borrowing at 1% interest um, is, is very alluring. Free money. Right. Um, and it, there's nothing to say that you're wrong. You, you, you like, you, listen, I think inflation is going to come faster than most. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, there's a lot of things on the way that need to happen in order for this inflation to kick in. I just think that the dedication that we're seeing from the central banks and the governments around the world to stimulate the economy Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and kind of increase asset prices will, will lead to increased rates. Like there's no doubt. Right. Um, Domino effect. So, uh, I think that, uh, but yeah, but listen, the variable rate might not move. There's another argument that people I've heard many smart, smart people, uh, say is that the the bank, the governments have done so much borrowing. They've issued so much debt that it's in their best interest to keep interest rates low, to allow them to service the debt that they've taken on. Right. Which would continue to overstimulate the economy but would also be a really valid argument for taking a variable rate right because it says basically listen the government borrowed money at the overnight rate they're unlikely to increase the overnight rate which results in an increased prime rate 
and therefore an increased variable rate mortgage. Mm -hmm. So why don't I just stay in the cozy confines of this variable rate mortgage instead of doing anything to associated with switching over to a fixed rate? Right. Yeah. Big question. Big question. Okay. Um, Where is the economy headed? Are we going to see 1980s rates anytime soon? You know what? I brought something for this. Why? Oh, <laughs> yes. And I hid it from you so that like it would get maximum. I, yeah, <laughs> oh, it did. A magic eight palm nose. Okay. So what's your question? Are we going to see 80s rates anytime soon? 1980s rates. I think the eight ball's wrong. It says outlook good. Oh, really? Yeah. Outlook good. Listen, um, I don't think you're going to see 80s rates. I'll say uh, 80s rates will mean like a collapse of some kind. Yeah. Like it'll be to combat some serious inflation. I, I don't know how we would deal with 80s rates right now. So no, I think the economy is going to get better. I think it's going to get better on the back of a lot of spending. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of money is going to get pumped into the economy. Yep. Um, I think asset prices are going to continue to increase. Uh, it's a little worrisome what's happening with the Canadian housing market right now. Like it just seems like everything is exploding in price again. Crazy. Um, it's a little stressful. Crazy. But um, I think you can expect like the over my my overarching concern. The reason why I want this newsletter out there to our customers and anyone else that cares to listen is for almost 20 years, we've got a pretty perfect track record of telling people what mortgage to take. Yeah. If you were to listen to us six months ago and gone into a fixed rate mortgage, you would be laughing at everybody right now with a 1.3% five-year fixed rate mortgage. Yeah. Uh, And I think that the time to laugh is short. The window of of being able to laugh with a really clever product is probably tightening. Yeah. And soon if we get up, like if the five-year fixed rate, which I think it will, goes to two and a half percent, I'm probably going to switch back to saying variable because the risks associated with locking into that five-year at two and a half, I think they outweigh the benefit of the variable because again, the the course that we're taking isn't charted, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's not for sure that the economy comes back like that, right? There's going to be bumps along the way. And at each point... We could go, could go in the other direction. We could have to, you know, we could start increasing interest rates too quickly, and then we could see a need to drop interest rates. So, right. uh, I'm just saying, overall, my um, uh, my research, my instincts are are really kind of guiding me towards wherever possible, advising people to take longer term fixed rate money. All right. So the decision. So we've. Made it past the elephant. We made it past the rate. Now the decision. It doesn't seem like we we have a flow here. I think it's just we pick one of these decisions. Well, I think no. I think we got a bit of a flow. I think if you are in your property for sure for longer than five years, let's take a real look at that ten year. I love that ten year. I love that two point six percent for ten year mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Take that. Take that. Yeah, take it and don't worry about it. Worry about some other shit. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is like getting 10 year money is just such a, it's like an investment instrument, mm-hmm. right? You're making a bet on the return of the economy. So you could get like 10 year money and then buy a put option on the stock market, right? So if the stock market drops, you're going to make some money, but 
because you're going to get a little bit screwed on your tenure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to say go long-term debt, right? It's hard yeah. for me to say that because I've always been almost always variable. There have been, yeah. if you follow our newsletters, like I'm sure absolutely nobody does. <laughs> so I've been doing newsletters now for like 16 years. Okay. And it, I have recommended five-year fixed rates in the past. A few times. Yeah. I've also recommended one-year fixed rates. I don't know if, like you weren't, uh, it was in 2009, we had this huge correction and the, it happened in March as well, to a lesser extent. But the uncertainty of the market drove up variable rate mortgages from prime minus one to prime plus one. Mm-hmm. And it was going to take a while for the market to come back. Like since 2009, we've seen rates just kind of like fart up and down a little bit, but they've been low. Mm-hmm. Um, you could argue that we're still dealing with 2009 right now, as mm-hmm. far as like the global economy. Um, and this will help either exacerbate it or pull us out of it, like depending on which school you are mm-hmm. of thought on this. But, uh, in 2009, we recommended a one year while the dust settled on those variables. And at the time, everybody said I was crazy. They were like, like, you know. You cannot tell people to take a one-year fixed-rate mortgage in this environment. Everybody should be locking into something. Rates are going to go up. Variable rates are never going to go back to being prime minus one. They're all. This is the new normal. Does that sound familiar? New normal. I'm going to let everybody in on one little secret here. The new normal is bullshit. There is no new normal. History dictates the future. The people behave the same way there's no new normal this is it uh so it's the same thing's going to keep happening in the mm-hmm. world like study history read a few books new normal bullshit 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 they said it was the new normal in 2009 there wasn't going to be a new variable rate below prime minus or prime plus one it didn't happen it's back to prime minus one the certain things will always return to where they are and when they aren't where they should be bet on them to go back. It's called reversion. Reversion to the mean. So right now, the 10-year rate is not where it should be. So if you take it, you're going to laugh in the future. Yeah, you're winning. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And we got no we got no horse in the race. Like, I, I got to understand, our motivation for this is to keep running our business. Like, to keep giving great information to all of our customers to keep them interested in what we're saying and to keep them making money and saving money on the back of what we're saying. That's it. Mm-hmm. The better we, the better a job we do at that, the more our business grows. So we want you to save money. That's the whole reason behind all this. That's it. Motivation. All right, guys, be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, I think there's going to be a button below wherever you're watching this, or you can double click on this if you're on Instagram and you can get more tips and tricks about your mortgage. And of course we can ask the magic eight ball some more questions.